Hello and welcome to Master Your Coaching Biz, a podcast for rising coaches and entrepreneurs who want to design the life of their dreams and make a massive impact on the world while building an inspired, successful, and profitable business. I'm your host, Cheryl Thacker, Master Board Certified Coach, trainer, ICF mentor coach, international speaker, and founder of Successful Coaches Enterprise. I believe that every coach has a unique gift to present to the world, and I'm humbled that I've had the opportunity to work with hundreds of coaches and entrepreneurs on their journey to mastering their business. Join me each week as we explore all things coaching to master your business with tools, techniques, and strategies to create and market your products, get visible, make an impact, and grow your business. Listen in on interviews with leading coaches and entrepreneurs sharing their stories and best tips to teach, inspire, and empower you. Observe coaching sessions, participate in Q&A, and learn how to master your mindset to enhance your coaching skills. Are you ready to build the life and business of your dreams while doing what you love? Let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome to today's episode of Master Your Coaching Biz, the podcast. And I have a special guest with us, Brent Webb from Mind Power Secrets. And uh, we are excited to have him today. We're going to talk a, a little bit about a book and all his knowledge around the mind power. So welcome, Brent. We're so glad that you are here with us today. Thanks, Cheryl. It is my pleasure. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about your background, but how you got to where you are today. Well, I started out as a pudgy little kid in the Midwest, uh, only child. And like a lot of kids like that, I started out as a magician. You want to make friends and you, you know, you're nervous. So I started doing that when I was a little kid, but I started getting into the mind really early. Once I went to the library, I was taking out magic books, which I used to do all the time. And I got a copy of that book, The Magic of Believing by Claude Bristol, oh. which of course wasn't a magic book, but it, changed everything for me. Even at eight, I knew there was something here. So then I kind of started working uh, on learning everything I could about the human mind, potential, why we do what we do, why some people succeed, some people fail. And that's really what I started doing as a career. I mean, I'm a speaker, I'm an entertainer, but I, I train uh, corporate CEOs, sports teams, how to use their mind power to transform their lives. You know, and that's what I'm doing. Awesome. Yeah. And how do you get to be a speaker on <laughs> mind power techniques. I'm thinking like, hmm, a lot of coaches, we like to, uh, you know, diversify and we like to speak. And I know some mindset coaches, but I'm wondering like, you know, how do we get to learn in depth like you have in, in this topic in our minds? Well, I think really it comes down to whatever your passion is. And for me, I think that's when I found what it was. You know, I thought I wanted to be on stage entertaining. It was that little, I want everyone to applaud for me thing, right? I did that yeah. for years. But I was lucky when I was 18, was sitting in college one day, and I'm just, this is not for me. So dropped out, I went on the road doing an act, and I met Don Rickles, and I met Joan Rivers, and I started working with them. And that's really when I got kind of reinvigorated about the mind because I started to realize these super successful people, they were all using mind power. Joan actually mentioned the book, Magic of Believing. I met Phyllis Diller, same thing. She, her entire career, she based on that book, you know, having the belief in herself. So that's really how it started. And then I moved from, I did years as an opening act, like comedians, I did the Pointer Sisters, Gladys Knight, I did all of that. But I was speaking with companies at the same time. So over the years, I kind of moved from entertainment, you know, into solely kind of training speaking. 
you know, now I'm realizing I've trained all these millionaires, these billionaires, sports teams, celebrities. They don't need this information, really. They have it, you know, or they, they know what they're doing. It's really the normal people that need it. So what I'm doing now is, you know, just trying to get the message out there to everyone else. You know, you've got this amazing computer. You don't know how to use it. You woke up with it, you know, when you were born, no manual to, to operate it. And so this is how you use it. So that's kind of where my flow has been going lately. Yeah, awesome. That sounds amazing. So I think in your bio, you talk about you... Uh, teach people how to understand the hidden abilities they possess to do more, be more, and have more in every area of their life. And I love that. And I think for coaches, you know, we tend to help other people to, you know, reach their goals and be these amazing people and have these amazing successes. And sometimes we don't pay attention to our own too much, right? Like as far as coaches go, just thinking about, you know, a lot of our audience are new coaches and they're just kind of breaking into it. They probably just came out of, you know, certification school. And so they've got that kind of uh, imposter syndrome going and and not really having a whole lot of confidence. And they start to doubt their abilities, which is what drove them to do this in the first place. Right. So what would be something that you would um, you know, say to, to a new coach that's in that position? Well, paying attention to the voice in your head is going to get you in trouble, especially at the beginning like that, because that voice is going to tell you all the things you can't do, all the mistakes you made in the past, all the horrible things that are going to happen to you in the future. And if you go with that, you know, it's going to color everything, including your coaching business, you know, and all parts of your life. So really the best thing to do right away is just understand everything that's a problem is 98% mindset. Because thing that's happening in front of you, that's the problem. It's the way you're perceiving it. It's the way that you're taking it in. So I think the first thing you would have to do is find some belief in yourself. There's a difference between self-confidence. A lot of people have that that shouldn't, right? <laughs> and that overriding belief in themselves. And there is a big difference. You see somebody with absolutely no talent, but they have a huge amount of, you know, they just think they're really the stuff. So I think at the beginning, understand, look, are you passionate about it? Are you doing it to help people? You know, if you're doing it from a money perspective, at the beginning of my career, when I went into entertainment, it was all about money. I grew up, you know, remember the TV show Dallas, you know, Mature uh -huh. Shut J. Okay. Yeah. I was a little kid. <laughs> I'm talking five, six, seven. I grew up with that show and I thought, man, that's the way to be. I love JR. I wanted to be, and I thought that was just it. But when I made all the money, it was just not it. It wasn't where I thought, oh, once I make this, I'll be there. So I think the thing to do is just to, to understand it's a mindset and that you deserve it as much as anyone else. This whole imposter syndrome, it's so big right now out yeah. there. I mean, everybody's feeling that, but you deserve the good things in life as much as anyone else. So you know, Magic of Believing is a great book. I didn't write it. It's been around forever. But I know so many celebrities that talk about that book, you know, ha having changed their life. So it's a great book. You can get it for free online. But it really, it's about believing in yourself and understanding to set goals and make them happen. Yeah, I like that. I'm looking forward to reading it. It's probably going to be my next book, even though I probably have like six or seven waiting. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I'm assuming when you kind of look at mind power, that there's some kind of meditations or visualizations or things along those lines. So tell us a little bit about that and then have changed our life. Well, I don't think you can get where you want to be if it's awakening, if it's enlightenment, if it's whatever, being the top of your game without some form of meditation. Because nowadays, everything is so fast paced, so stressful that, you know, we're running on that fight or flight response, but over 
the wrong thing. It's no longer I'm staring down a mountain lion. It's now is the boss mad at me? Is the you know it's that kind of thing. So I think you have to get that again. You have to understand it's a mindset thing, you know, and you have to control it that way. Mm -hmm. What I used to be neurotic. I mean, I would perform all over the world. Even when I was off, I would wake up in the middle of the night, you know, wondering what town I was in. I had this anxiety, this fear. I didn't know why. I mean, it was just there inherently in me. So I started doing just a mindfulness meditation years ago, and I did 15 in the morning, 15 in the evening. Really what changed for me was when I went into transcendental meditation and I got the, the teacher and I learned it. There's something about that connection. I mean, you really make a connection to yourself. So you're going in. We're always worrying about the outside, what's going to happen out there, and we have no time for ourselves. So what meditation does, at least transcendental meditation, is it allows you to go in. It's kind of, you do the mantra in your mind silently, and it kind of turns the mind inward and, and takes you in. So instead of worrying about the outside world and all those problems, you spend 20, 30 minutes refreshing yourself, and you really feel revitalized when you come out of it. So it doesn't have to be transcendental meditation, but any meditation where you can sit quietly, we're just so afraid of sitting quietly by ourselves because of what's going to come up right in our mind. Yeah. You just have to do it because over time, you'll be working through things in the background. You won't even realize it because it's happening during the meditation. Thoughts will come up. I'll be thinking of my birthday party when I was five. Why am I thinking of that? I'm working through something. So you don't have to go through every problem and analyze it and figure out you don't all you have to do is sit quietly do your mantra and things kind of work in the subconscious kicks in and you're working in the background so it's kind of doing it for you yeah awesome i see something here like the purpose of the voice in my head what is that and what and what is the purpose <laughs> well a lot of people if you say because i do a lot of shows and seminars and things and if you say you're talking about the voice in your head. And some people will say, well, there's no voice in my head. Well, the voice that just told you that is the voice in, <laughs> is the voice in your head. So there's that voice. And I, I call it the bitchy roommate. It's the person that you live with constantly. You can't get away from. And they narrate your life. And usually they give you the worst advice of all time. If this was a real person up there, you would throw them out immediately because they're telling you literally the wor worst possible advice. So what the voice is, it's the voice of the conditioned past. So it's things that happened to you in the past. And that voice is you're looking at the reality, okay, through the lens of your past. And what's happening is trying to find something that is similar to something that happened before. So in other words, you're walking down the street with your friend and maybe a guy comes towards you. Now, that guy looks like the uncle that abused you when you were a kid. You can get cold sweats and flushed and the person next to you is feeling absolutely nothing. You know, so you have to. Again, get in the mind and you can work on these things a little bit. Traffic is a great thing. You're driving in traffic and the person in front of you is slow instead of yelling and cussing and arguing. And, you know, you're back there having a fit and the guys up there has no idea that you're even, you know, that you're alive. <laughs> so those are the easiest things to let go. Weather. OK, I, I, I'm going on a picnic tomorrow. So if it rains, it doesn't mean God hates me. The universe is out to get me. It just means it's raining. It's just what it's just weather. So those are the little things you can kind of start with, because what it comes down to is you got to watch your thoughts. you got to kind of be the policeman of your mind. And, you know, you got to start somewhere. It looks daunting. Right. It's really not. You are the only person that's the guard up there. So you decide what comes in and what doesn't. OK, I like that. So you talked about like the past things coming up. So how do we let go of, of the past? The thing is, when a memory comes up, 
It's uncomfortable. We've stored that memory away with that uncomfortable feeling. And that's why when it comes back up, you feel the same feelings that you had when it was actually happening. The mind can't tell if you're doing it or you're just thinking about doing it. That's why sports psychologists, they make millions of dollars. They're working with professional sports teams, run faster, play harder, make more baskets. But it's all visualization. You're, you know, they're doing this in their mind. Runners are running the race before they actually run it. So when you realize your mind doesn't know if you're doing it, or if you're just thinking about doing it, well, that's huge. All the same neurons fire, everything is the same. Yeah. And I love that because I think role playing is a big um, tool that we can use. And that is a big reason is because our brain doesn't know that we're role playing. Yep. You know, we're there, we're doing that, we're acting it out or we're, you know, talking it out or whatever. And the brain just thinks that you're doing it. And so that's why it's also, a, I think, a great tool to overcome things because you can work through it in the role play, because again, your brain thinks you're going through it. So that's, I love that. Tell me this. So we we say, okay, we're going to let go of our past. So as coaches, we bring our past, obviously, in our businesses. And usually it's our past that drives, or I shouldn't say usually, but a lot of us, it's our past that brings us into coaching, right? That once it makes the the want to help other people that were in our situation, right? And so that kind of continues that way. And so we do have to let go of it, though, the, the strong emotion to it. Otherwise, it'll be very hard for us to help other people. So everything that you've said so far, that meditation, the visualization, especially I'm a more visualization person than I am a meditation person. But then, yeah, talking back at that voice in the head, letting go of the past, and then ultimately having that self-love so that we can create confidence. How do we create self-love while we're working through those past issues? Well, one thing I, I love to do is just name the voice. My voice is named Carl. And so if that voice starts, I just go, hey, Carl is at it again. And it's, it becomes a funny thing. It's not getting pulled into it. The trick is you don't have to let go of it so much. It is remember that you've stored it away. When you've stored that memory away, you've stored it with the feeling that was there. If it bothered you. If it was great, too. We do that, too. We, we oh, yeah. this amazing sunset. And we put that away, too. So if you remember that, you know, as far as self-love, I think it's just start to realize First of all, everything the voice says is not true. Very little of it is true. So when that voice is, is telling you this is going to, you know, this horrible thing is going to happen to you if you do this, you are an, an idiot for doing this. You have to not stop it so much as just notice it talking and disconnect from that. Because what happens is once the voice starts talking normally and says, oh, and brings you into a situation, my ex and this and that, you get pulled into it. And it could be an hour, a, a week, a month before you realize you're in this situation. You know, it's taken over and you've allowed it to pull you in. So I think the best way is, like I said, you name the voice. And when that voice is, is starting with a bunch of crap, you can laugh about it and you kind of sit behind it because really we are the consciousness that's realizing there's a voice talking. The voice that is talking is not us. Right. So you kind of separate that. There's two distinct entities here. And so now you're just kind of watching a little kid playing a game and having a tantrum and it disconnects you. Anything you can do to lengthen the time when something happens and you react, there's that pause. The longer that pause is, which affirmations, visualizations, meditation, that all is gaining you time. So now something happens and you kind of feel like you're in slow motion and now you react to it without getting pulled into it and reacting from that place. So you're in a much steadier ground that way instead of waiting until somebody really touches your stuff. You know, don't go there with me. You know, uh, I don't want to <laughs> yeah. talk. It's, in other words, those are the good things. If something makes you feel that way, that's that means it's here. You got to look at it. I love those things now 
When something like that pops up, then I go, that's my next thing to work through. That's that's a red flag. It's a good thing. It's not a, oh, I got to put that feeling away. Yeah, that's interesting. So you wrote a, a book, Five Steps to the Perfect Mindset. Tell me a little bit about the book. Well, it's for people, really wherever they are on their journey, but it's for what we're talking about. A lot of people that are new, new to whatever the business, you know, the coaching, any business, new to making this change in their life, realizing there is so much more than what they've been living with. You know, so it doesn't matter if you're completely a virgin and you don't, you don't know anything, you know, if you don't know what we're talking about when we say meditation, visualization, that's fine because it can be overwhelming for a lot of people. So mm-hmm. it's just a step-by-step process, starting with recognizing where you truly are. A lot of people, they have that, I put on one face for the neighbors. I put on one face for the parents and one face for, you know, it's really, okay, where am I actually? Where am I? What are my problems? What are, what are my goals? And it just breaks it down very easily. One of the steps is you know, having a goal. Because so many people, uh, I used to do a lot of cruise ships, right? And one of my friends was Gavin McLeod from The Love Boat. And uh, we used to do a lot of (laughs) interviews together. And he used to say, life's like a cruise ship. And I thought, oh, God, here we go with this. It was very profound. And he said, you know, they're state-of-the-art, billion-dollar ships. The crew goes up on the bridge. They type in some numbers and some digits. And the next morning, they push a button. And the ship goes to the next port. And it arrives there. It's miraculous. There doesn't you know, have to be anyone there. It's all mechanical. And he's like, but what if... There was no electronics at all, just a a person. They went up, they turned the engines on, they started the ship, and then they left. I mean, the ship would never go anywhere, right? It would end up on the beach somewhere. So his idea was, which is very true, you have to know your goal. You have to know what it is. So many people don't. I want to be rich. I want this. I want want that. But you don't have a distinct goal. I'm going to become this, you know, and then start working towards it. You don't. It's just kind of, they're all vague things. And everyone, law of attraction, they've all watched The Secret. So they think I'm going to sit on the sofa and I'm going <laughs> to, I dream a genie myself a Ferrari. And it doesn't, it's always missing the action step. I mean, all of that stuff is true, but you always disconnect it by not making any kind of action or belief that it could happen. Gavin was was very religious. And one thing he used to say, which I love because you can use this in, in regular life too. He would say, the reason so many prayers aren't answered is people who are praying don't believe that they're going to get what they're praying for. And that's true with this too. People don't believe yeah. that their life's going to change. People don't believe they're going to get what they want. They want it, but they don't believe they're going to get it. So without the belief, it's all disconnected. So it's just five steps takes you from wherever you are to how you can get control of your mindset to start making those changes. Yeah, I love that. What you said brought up, like, I see so many people out there talking about, like, manifesting their dream life, manifesting their dream business. But like you said, they don't believe that they're going to get it. Or they have this unmanageable belief of it's going to magically happen. See, manifestation to me is not magic. It's you have a goal, you have a purpose, you make it come true because you believe it and you take action. Right. You have to do something towards it. Like you said, you have to set that goal. (laughs) That's the actual secret. That should have been the big thrust in the book and the movie. That's the (laughs) the real secret. You got to move towards it. You got to believe that you are that person. You know, when I really started understanding that and the magic of believing is a lot about that, becoming the person now, how would that person feel? What would they do? How would they act? And you just start feeling that now. And things start to happen. It's not magical, but doors open, synchronicities happen because mm-hmm. your consciousness is growing. Right now, you have a you know a consciousness the size of a ping pong ball, say. But the more <laughs> you grow that, and then every time you read something, even if you've read it before, you're now understanding it from a completely higher level because your consciousness is expanding. That's yes. what 
we want we want to understand more let go of thinking it has to be this way which is what we do life has to be the way i want it to be so imagine living your life where you've set those rules in your mind uh, nobody can say anything that bothers me it's got to be this it's got to be that the weather's got to be that's what we do so it's like us versus the universe How, how's that going to turn out <laughs> right we've pitted ourselves against the universe and it's yeah. not going to turn out good it never does <laughs> Right. No, I agree there. <laughs> All right. So lots of great stuff here. You know, if you were sitting in front of a room full of new coaches right now, and we needed to give them a boost for mindset and give them some action to take, what would it be? What action would you give them? I would say anytime something pops up, you're driving down the road and you see a car that looks like your ex's car and it ended badly. And now you are getting pulled into that. Right. So anytime the feeling is your red flag. So those are the little things you can work through first. Those things pop up, okay? Make it a game. Make it something you do every day because I'm telling you, repetition is the key to the mind. And Because what we've done is all these bad habits and all these horrible things is repetition. We've done it to ourselves over and over. So to break that, the only thing you can do is start doing repetition of the right thing. So when the feeling pops up, you go red flag. Great. I know what to look at now. And you don't get pulled into it where you're trying to analyze it or go back in time and remember the feelings or anything. You're just letting it kind of play out. You've stored it away. You know, you filed. It's like we're hoarders. We throw all this crap inside of us until we're living in complete squalor, you know? So when something pops up, let it pop up, you know, understand kind of what it is. You might not work through it the first time, but now you're not afraid of it anymore. When you're when you're turning the tables and it's becoming, I'm excited because now I know what to look at versus, oh God, I, I don't want to think about Bill or Judy or whatever. We live our mm -hmm. lives in these, we're in two worlds. I always tell people, you got the outside world, the inside world, and most people, and they're connected to each other, right? But most people are waiting for something in the outside to happen and it affect to affect the inside. They're never going the other way. So it's always somebody says, I look like crap today. I take it in. I feel bad. You know, it's always outside stuff. When I get this job, I'll be happy. When I meet this person, I'll be happy. When since those worlds are connected, why not go in first and make all the changes you want inside? It's just you. All you're fighting with is crap from the past, fears from the future, but not any other people. So it's much easier. To, you can do it sitting on a bus that nobody will ever know what you're doing. You know, in your mind, you can be having whatever. But just spend some time with yourself. I mean, we just don't do that. I mean, spend some time and figure out exactly where you are, and then you can go from there. Yeah, awesome. Thank you so much for that. I love it. Um, and I talk a lot about, with my coaches, about creating that morning routine and, you know, affirmations and visualizations and meditation is part of that. And then also just giving yourself space to be you and be with you, just like you said. So I do love that. And I love just picking up things throughout your day. Like when you notice there's a trigger and you're, you know, it's triggered an emotion, not to allow the emotion to overcome you and just kind of put it in its place and you'll start to work on it subconsciously. I, I just really like that a lot. Real oh. quick, another good thing to do is I always tell people get a post-it notepad draw a flower, a happy face, something on a post-it note, stick it on the wall above your desk, on the fridge, whatever. And just, this is, this is another great way to start. So now when you see that, all you got to do is stop and see what you're thinking about at that moment. Okay. This is a great way of, of finding out what's on your mind. So you see the picture and then automatically you just stop. And because you'll start to realize 90% of the time it's negative crap. It's stuff that doesn't matter, you know, and once you understand that, 
you know, that that voice is not you. You can get in there. Again, it's a great way to start. Yeah, awesome. Love it. All right. So your book is Five Steps to the Perfect Mindset. And um, they can go to successsecrets.net. Yep. Free copies. And- nothing to buy. Just, you know, download a copy, read it for yourself and start implementing it. Yeah. Okay. These will be in our show notes, the link um, and the website and how you can reach out if you'd like to, uh, to Brent. And then I think that's it for today. (laughs) So thank you so much, Brent. We learned a lot. I think from you guys take action. I will see you on the next episode. Thank you so much, Brent. Bye. Thank you so much for listening in today. I'm so glad we got to spend this time together. If you love today's show, please consider leaving me a review on the Apple Podcast app so other coaches can find the podcast. For more information about me, visit SuccessfulCoaches.com. For daily inspiration and affirmations, follow me on Instagram at Coach Cheryl Thacker. Be sure to send me a DM so I can say hello. Until next time, to your success.